Hello, residents of Meepletown. This is Dean. This is Darren. And today we're going to be looking back at the 2023 year in gaming. We're going to look at the residents of Meepletown's games of the years, just some of our observations, and then the Meepletown game of the year. So thanks for joining us as we seek to build community through board gaming. This is episode 164. Residents of Meepletown, I've got a question. Is there a, is there an award that you distinctly remember winning at some point in time during your life? One that really meant something to you, maybe one that was really silly, anywhere from your childhood all the way to now. Is there an award or some kind of distinguished recognition that maybe, you know, just you think back on with long, uh, with longing memories and nostalgia, it makes you feel good about yourself. Dean, is there something like that in in your life. I can't imagine that there is, but maybe, you know, just by chance. <laughs> you can't imagine <laughs> that I would have won any awards. Ouch. That hurts. No, no, is that, is that what I said? That is not at all what I, what I meant. That came out wrong. You miss, you misunderstood me. You know, the, the countless basketball trophies and, you know, uh, all of those sales trophies for my past job, that sort of thing, not trophies, plaques, you were laughing at the basketball trophies. <laughs> I was being serious. Um, I, I the one that sticks out the most was getting student of the month. My fifth grade year. Yep, wow. this was a uh, a teacher that I loved um, that really had a huge impact on my life, and he had written up this uh, just like little bio that I still have. And uh, my wife, Amanda, found this several years ago and read it to all of our friends. And it was it was pretty ridiculous. It was like, Dean has many friends, which is what, that's what you say to a kid who doesn't have many friends. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, talked about how I, I grew up with three sisters and it was, some guys have all the luck. That was the comment. And so they <laughs> they make a joke about that. That's the one that sticks with me. But Mr. Willard was fantastic. And Gave me my love for birds, which was which oh. was great. But that that's the one that sticks out. What about you? Very cool. Yeah, you know, I can think. Well, first off, I'm I'm stunned about the basketball trophies. I didn't realize that you played ball <laughs> as a as a kid. Is this true, or are you just making that up? I have one basketball trophy. <laughs> okay, we was won the the Saturday morning basketball tournament when I was really young. Yeah, once there you go. once all of my friends got taller and I stayed the same size. Basketball was out of the question. Gotcha. I, I didn't know if you had one of those uh, most improved kind of trophies, which is similar to the other award you just mentioned when you give somebody just to make them feel good. <laughs> I also the... have a world's best boss mug in my, <laughs> on my desk. That totally counts. Uh, no, I can, I can think of, you know, the, the countless student athlete awards, you know, and those types of things in, in high school or the, um, the 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 one time as you were talking, I remembered I won a a journalism contest for like one of the local papers there in Nashville um, when I was in high school. But the one that maybe stands out the most, the one that still speaks to me today, is my eighth grade science teacher, Miss Martin. Hello, Miss Martin. She gave me at the end of her eighth grade year the Needs More Sleep Award because I <laughs> fell asleep in her class every single day. I'm sure that had nothing to do. With her teaching, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, know what I mean. Um, but but that that award could still probably be, probably be applied to me today. Needs more sleep. If there's ever like a little bit of dead air on this podcast, you know, it's because I've just just dozed off. I'm old and tired, Dean. You old never listen to her. You need to get more sleep. <laughs> that's that's the deal. <laughs> but we're not talking about those kinds of awards, Dean. Today, are we? Uh, no, I mean, we can, we can, we can go down that rabbit hole. I have so many awards. We can do, we can do this for a long time. Let's not. <laughs> no, we are talking about all things at games in 2023. Um, last week, if you didn't listen to our episode, which you should have, it was our top 10 list of top games of, of last year. And so what we wanted to do this episode is just kind of look back, maybe give some reflections on our you know, some of our observations of last year, we wanted to hear what the residents thought about the their favorite games. 
And then we wanted to look at our combined, well, we're going to be given some words along the way, but we'll also going to, we're going to look at our combined game of the year, which is always pretty interesting. I didn't put this in the show notes purposefully, Darren, but I've got the games of the year from past Meeple Town years. I think we went back through, through 2019 and uh, I want to share some of that stuff with you. So we'll, we'll talk about some other years maybe along the way. The hope is that this will not be a super long episode because Darren's got to go get some Loricana cards. So in order <laughs> That's for <right>. him <laughs> to get his fix, we need to make sure that he gets out of here on time. So let's first off, we're going to start off. We're going to look at just a general question looking back on 2023. Just some of your observations, maybe some of the some of the trends, some of the themes. What what stuck out to you is is as uh, we look back on 2023. You know, one of the first things that came to mind when I was thinking about this was I feel like I don't know if I would say it was the beginning, but maybe it was. I feel like it was the beginning, and we find ourselves now, even currently, in the middle of a Reiner Renaissance, of a Reiner science, you might say, as Reiner Canizia games continue to be. Uh, remade in various ways by various companies, especially Bitewing Games. They have really picked up that um, <laughs> that that mantle, and they're uh, waving that banner proudly. Uh, but also, <laughs> but to also that see some new. Very true. <laughs> and they have more coming. There's more out now, and there's more coming. But there's, you know, we see a lot of those, and him and him having some new titles. It's just, I wasn't around in gaming in the '90s. Uh, I was in high school and college in the '90s. But from what I hear others say, this sort of feels like him getting back to and doing a lot of the things that he was doing during his prime. So we may see a whole other new wave of Reiner games. And I feel like 2023 helped usher that in. Yeah, you know, along with that, though, not to pick on Reiner, Reiner Knizia, which, by the way, that's not picking on at all because we love Knizia games. You see that with Stefan Fell, too. This didn't start mm. this last year. This is something that's been going on. But But Queen Games taking over all of these all of these old Feld games and remaking them, giving, I was going to say, give them a, a fresh coat of paint, which is true, but the paint isn't <laughs> necessarily as nice. Usually when you paint over things, it's for the sake of making it look better, not worse, right? But sometimes when you paint over something, it, it does kind of bleed through and it doesn't come out near as nice as you had hoped. And I feel like that's what's kind of happening with some of the Queen stuff. Maybe not all of it, but this has definitely been one of the more controversial um, themes and trends we've seen with Queen's handling of, yeah, of Stefan Feld's games. Yeah. But along with that, one, one thing I've noticed, Aaron, is it seems like we kind of go through these, these trends in board gaming where you see certain games will really take off, you know, like, like roll and write games for a while was the big trend. Let's try to make a roll and write out of every game that we can think of. Every game needs to have a pen and, uh, you know, pen and paper to write, uh, on this was the trend for a while. What we've seen this year, this past year, has been a lot of trick-taking games. Now that's probably been going on longer than just this last year. But I can't listen to a podcast really, and I and I mean that in all seriousness. I don't know if I can listen to a podcast without hearing about a new trick-taking game. And I don't mean just you know trick-taking games like uh, what is it, Skull uh, Skull King or. I don't know, some of these other ones that we played over the years or Rook or Euchre or whatever, but it's new ones coming out all the time, particularly from different places outside of the United States and Europe. We're seeing a lot of a lot of trick-taking games come in from Asia in, in particular in different places. So thoughts on that? I mean, I, I like it. I like trick-taking games. Yeah, and that's really weird too because I used to, I don't know, I feel like I had a little bit of an aversion to trick-taking games when I first got in the hobby because a lot of them carried some... Um, I don't know, emotional baggage for me from, from years past, but man, I tell you what, you are not wrong. I have really gotten into the whole trick taking, uh, game, the trick taking science that we may find ourselves in the, uh, everybody is putting one out. This is very much like it, that was a good analogy. Very much like the roll and write craze. Everyone's putting on a trick taking game in some shape, form or fashion. Eventually that bubble will burst and we'll turn it around and people will be sick of them. But right now, yes, bring them on. And yes, that has led into those types of games and small games and other games from other parts of the country. I love seeing that we're seeing more 
Oink games and other games from Japan being more easily available. You don't always have to pay the imported the import prices. Uh, European and, and uh, U.S. publishers are picking them up and trying to bring them over to, to this side of the world. We're seeing games from Brazil. World Wonders was a big game this year. That was original Brazil design. You hear other games of things coming out of uh, places like India and Africa and other designers and small publishers are being made known. I'm hoping this is just the tip of the iceberg in 2023, that we see more of that because there's so many interesting um ways of doing things and ways of gaming that uh, that more of the world needs to to be experienced with. Yeah, totally agree. Now, you mentioned this there in in the show notes, so I'll let you take this, but what about what about themes? What are some themes that you're seeing coming in because the one that you've mentioned in the show notes is one that I I have also noticed um but I'm interested to see what kind of trend this this uh what this is going to look like in the future, I guess. Yeah, I wonder which one you're you're talking about because I know there's one that probably did not start in 2023 for sure, but has definitely been carried out, and we're seeing that carried through 2024. And that is nature themes. Anything about nature, mm-hmm. about animals, and and kind of you know, so think about it. One of the other ones that kind of goes along with that is that what happens when when we destroy nature? Like what happens when when nature or the world goes to pot in some way? We've seen a lot of that. I want to say maybe the pandemic sort of um, maybe stimulated some of that thinking because 2022, 2023, we've seen a lot of those types of games as well. Which one of those were you were you particularly thinking about? Well, I was thinking specifically about the nature ones, which I totally yeah. agree. I think I think we've seen a lot of those, but but also the you know the after us and uh, games like that that are that are taking a revive. Revive didn't come out this last year, but, but close. Games like that that look at what happens beyond what is going on right now, and sometimes when we've looked at that, it's been very zombie focused, right? <laughs> right. Um, the 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 apocalypse happens because of zombies, and now it's we're creating this new world. It, you know, it, Walking Dead is it was kind of the maybe the launching point for a lot of games that we have today, but now it's looking at it from a from another perspective where the world didn't end by zombies, but ended by some other means probably us destroying it usually is is the case um but again like you said goes back to nature and and you know daybreak-esque games where we're taking Mm -hmm. looks at at you know how do we fix this not just not just you know what happens afterwards but are there things that we can do now and we're exploring those themes through board gaming which i i love i love that it's educational but also um some of that's not educational some of it's very sci-fi but but some of it's educational and i like that yeah, and along those same lines, I feel like, you know, Darwin was another theme that was really big this year. Again, probably didn't start this year, but was big through this year. But all that still ties into everything else that we're talking about. There's some really common trends here. I'd love to see a psychological study on some of the theming around certain years and uh, and how they're all connected. Um, that's more time than I have to put into it, but but that would be really interesting, I think. <laughs> we also We also had some big moments in board gaming this past year. Um, some, like we've talked about a lot on the show, one being Disney Loricana releasing and and kind of, you know, leading up to Star Wars Unlimited, One Piece, which is not one we've really talked about, but another CCG that's been really big and, and starting to maybe even cut into some of that magic territory that has been so, so dominant, at least in the United States for a long time. I, I think you're starting to see are there possibilities of other ones creeping in there? And I, I think that's that's been big news. Yeah, uh, just the other day, if anyone listens to the Secret Cabal, the the great news hound uh, Tony Topper was talking about the was it TCG player and their January sales numbers, where they've now kind of set a standard of the big five. It's no longer the big three; it's the big five, and that's Magic, Pokemon, Yu Gi Oh, Disney, Lorcana. And One Piece, like this is sort of what they're grouping as, okay, these are the standards now. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't want to dwell on this too long, but I, just your hunch, Darren, do you think that's going to continue? Sometimes these these TCGs can be kind of flashes in the pan. The Dice Masters that came out that was like, you know, collectible card game with dice. And there's been several over the year, you know, we've got Lord of the Rings ones that have come out, Harry Potter. Do you think that either one of these has legs to kind of continue on that path with these, you know, with these big juggernauts that have been around for a long time since the mid 90s? 
and are still going so strong. Do you think Lorcana, One Piece, Unlimited, any of those have a chance to stick around? Um, Unlimited, I would say probably not, even though I really enjoy that one, just because it's FFG and they're the ones who typically Oof. ended all the ones you just mentioned. And that's just, that's kind of been their model. So history is not on their side. Uh, one Piece, I feel like has a shot because history is on its side. It's really taken the world by storm. There's a Netflix series about it. It does fall in that anime um, manga type style of of play and uh, show and all that. So, and th- there obviously seems to be a love for that in the world with uh, with Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh and, and all those types of things. Um, Lorcana is the wild card. Lorcana is the one that I don't know. It is Disney. Um, but it's also Robin's Burger, and I kind of get the feeling they're in over their head in a lot of ways, but they're also new to this. So who knows what could happen with that one? That's the one I just I just don't know. I'm, I'm too much of a pessimist to say, yes, it'll last, but but I feel like there's the one that I have less of a, of a good feel for. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, this, this year's probably going to be a good gauge for the future of that. I think they're, they're locked in for a while, though, of different sets they've already planned to, to come out. So I am, I'm intrigued. <laughs> the Star Wars one is the one that I would like to see kind of take off, even though, like you said, FFG just did a Star Wars collectible game not that long ago and pulled the plug. And so we'll see. We'll see. This one probably has a better chance just because it is a straight up card game as opposed to adding dice in there. But again, who knows? Who knows? We'll we'll be talking about that, I guess, yeah. as the as the year goes on. But what about, you know, other other big things that have happened? Uh, you know, we had some we had some sad moments this year, you know, with the loss of uh, Klaus Teuber, the designer of Catan. And, and I'm sure there have been others in the industry. Um, Klaus was one that, that was mentioned um, a lot just because of the impact that he had. And so, you know, as a hobby, as an industry, we suffered a great loss there. Uh, but at the same time, you know, there's also been some some big moments for for some companies that have shocked us. Things like Nemesis Retaliation raising twelve million on GameFound. I mean, that was just uh, sort of unheard of in a way. Uh, the biggest crowdfunding project of the year. If you've listened to any of the numbers from GameFound, they have had a very good year in 2023. And have taken a significant chunk of, of business in a sense from, from Kickstarter. And you see now that, again, this is 2023, but because of that, you see Simon has now signed a, what I think maybe a five-year contract of exclusivity with GameFound. And so we've seen that trend happen in 2023, and we'll see how that sort of stuff carries on. So there's been some big uh, sort of industry-shaking moments, whether that be personally or financially, that are going to have some ramifications, I feel like, moving forward. Yeah, it really has. You can see <laughs> the the effect. It seems like you know w- when you look at Kickstarter board gaming numbers compared to GameFound, it seems to be one is going up about as much as the other one is going down. And so that's it'll be interesting to see that and to see which other ones, you know, other other crowdfunding companies that that come out of this that you know try to get into that market a little bit more. Who knows? I mean, I think GameFound has really taken off bigger, much more than I would have thought. And especially in such a short period of time, it seems like. So yeah. I'm interested to see what that's going to continue, what path that's going to continue on. And we can't forget about Backerkit too, because they've that's had right. some heavy hitters this past year with the Gloomhaven RPG and everything else started the year over there on Backerkit. So, you know, this will really get interesting, I think. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. So lots of, lots of crazy stuff going on. We're going to ask the question though, Darren, we're going to take this to board games specifically now as we're going to be looking at the the residence games of the year games that came out in 2023 and then just some that they were were new to them what do you think about this year overall as far as board gaming goes compared to other gaming years was this a good year was it a bad year was it the best year what do you think well, again, I'm I'm speaking from uh, experience of 2019 on, and looking back at this year, I feel like you know there wasn't there wasn't an industry shaping game that I can think of at the moment that that came out. There wasn't a a Gloomhaven or a Brass. There wasn't any game this year that I'm at least aware of that I had that I feel like has a shot to be a top three BGG game of all time that everyone talks about. But I tell you what. I've, again, I can't compete with some of the other content creators out there. I played, you know, roughly 50 plus games that were published during this year. 
I had a lot of eights this year, a lot of seven points. There were a lot of good games that I would recommend that I enjoy playing and cannot wait to play again. Um, so anything earth shattering? No, but man, there was a lot of good stuff. I felt like that came out this year. What about you? Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, there's thousands of games that came out. So to say it's a bad year means you just didn't play the right games, probably. You know, there's probably some games out there that you just missed that you would have loved to play. So, so yes, it was a good year. But when I compare it to other years, I'm I'm not sold that this is going to end up being one of my favorites for sure. So, for example, when I look at 2022, my top three games of that year were Endless Winter, Foundations of Rome, Wonderland's War. There's several others, Planet Unknown, uh, Heat, Teletum, several others. Uh, Ready, Set, Bet was on my my top list that year. Those are big hitters for me and, you know, some of my favorite games uh, ever, you know, on my top 50 list of all time. And then you've got other years where you had, let's see, let's look at uh, the year before that, I think, was Merchant's Cove. Terraforming Mars, Ares Expedition, Ankh. So some other good ones. Not necessarily, you know, one of the best years. 2018 was, uh, let's see, Root and Everdell came out that year along with Rising Sun. Um, so I don't know. I don't I don't anticipate this is going to be as good as some of those years. 2018 especially was just a particularly good year. But time will tell, I guess, to see kind of how these games stick around. Yeah, and I'm wondering if we'll even have, as as more people are publishing and, and, and more games are coming out, especially um, from, from around the world, if we'll even have some of those like outstanding years where there's just one or two, three games that stand out. I wonder, because there'll be so many more games coming into the market, if that sort of levels, not levels of playing field, but you know what I mean, kind of levels our perception of what makes a, a great game because there's going to be so many. I feel like, yeah, it, it, this this wasn't a blockbuster year, but this was a really good solid year, at least from my perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as it's going to show when we talk about our top games, it was difficult to pare those down to to 10 and then even to 15 when we when we had to extend that out to figure out our game of the year. So it, time will tell. Let's look at and see what the residents of Meepletown have to say. So we've got some comments. Darren sent out the message into the Discord, into the Board Game Geek Guild. And so we're just going to read some of those, kind of go through them and and see what games they loved that released in 2023 and then those that were just new to them in 2023. And we'll share some of ours um, as well, games that that didn't release this last year that we really, really enjoyed. Uh, In the Discord, Nick Librium, Nick Librium. Nick Hayes, that's who that is. I hope Nick is okay (laughs) using his real name. Um, But, you know, Clark can't just just uh, took his glasses off and <laughs> and the cape is out. So so Nick said he's only pl- he only played two games that released in 2023 and that is Yawning Portal and Lord of the Rings Adventure Book game which is that one he really really enjoyed didn't play as much Yawning Portal is one he played it all the way through and and enjoyed it but um feels like it's going to be better at a at a higher complement of players. So um that doesn't mean that Nick didn't play games last year because one of the, the new favorite games to him was, was Lost Ruins of Arnak, which was my favorite game from a couple years ago. And this is one of his favorite games of all time. Uh, maybe is his favorite game of all time, Bumping Down Talisman. So, so I would say for Nick, this is probably a pretty good year, even if it was just for the sake of playing Lost Ruins of Arnak. Yeah, that sounds pretty pretty intense. And I know that there were some others that in the Discord that also mentioned Lost Ruins of of Arnak. Colin Edgar being one of those. This is a game I've got to play. Come on now. I've got to get yep. this one played. This is ridiculous. It was Meeple Town Dean's game of the year for the year that it released. Yeah. I'm I'm not looking at that year yet, but it was a that's a biggie. That was a biggie. So over on the guild Peter Schott uh, was playing a game that was new to him was Guild of Merchant Explorers. Um, or Dice Kingdoms of Valeria. Again, I've not played either of those. Uh, Dean, have you played either of those? Yeah, Guild of Merchant Explorers is a great game. I've not played the other one. Gotcha. Okay, his 2023 game was Deliverance or Terraforming Mars, the dice game. I've not played either of those as well, though I hear better things about Terraforming Mars, the the dice game, I think, than I heard about, oh, there was some other version of Terraforming Mars. I can't remember. Either way, I feel like it's had a lukewarm reception 
the dice game did. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what it was. The dice okay. game has not had a great reception, I don't think. Okay. The card game had a phenomenal right, reception, right. replacing, for some people, replacing the original Terraforming Mars. Not not everybody. I mean, that's, it is what it is. But yeah, the, the dice game is not one that I did not love, Okay, but it's it's got some cool stuff going on. So gotcha. Ryan D says that in 2023, by far his favorite game is Iranian Burger Canal, which is the Uwe Rosenberg release, the big release. Big release? Was that the big release from Uwe Rosenberg this year? Without having Johnny Meepletown, I'm not always aware of what Uwe has coming out, but I'm intrigued. This um, says that it, it kind of distilled down some of the... Um, uh, the best parts of his games into a clean and simple system, which is really cool. Um, I, that that description by Ryan makes me want to check that out. And then said, favorite new to him game last year is Innovation, which will make you very happy. Um, mm. Heard good things about it before and then um, tried a few games on BGA and Yucatan and had a great time and then bought the bought a copy of it. I really want that Ultimate Edition to, I need to replay this one. It's been so long. The Ultimate Edition is actually on Yucatan. I don't know if it's, it just means that it has all the expansion stuff, but I'm, I need to try that. I love innovation so much. I want to play it right now, now that you've said that. Oh, goodness. All right, Jamie. You, you got to finish up. <laughs> Jamie Epstein over on the Guild says, uh, 2023 had some good ones. Dune Imperium Uprising being one of those. Um, but also says it's really just a second edition of the Dune Imperium game. I hear lots of good things about this. This has been everywhere between Mr. Beast and the Dice Tower, and everyone's talking this one up. Um, but also the best one, he says, was Daybreak. And he he mentions, he says, Darren, I know you're sick of pandemic-style games. I don't know if I'd say I'm sick of them. I'm really tired of playing them for a while. Pandemic Legacy uh, Season 1 took it out of me uh, a while back. I enjoyed that game. But yeah, it it wore me out. He says, yeah, a lot of it is. It's very similar to Pandemic, but Daybreak is a good one. He highly recommends. And favorite new to him game, uh, maybe similar in that same thing. We were just talking about this, Dean. Revive. Uh, Revive was a top five game for him. And this is, yeah, he said he taught you how to play. And uh, you can attest with greatness. You have. You've told me about it a lot. My, my concern at looking at this one was, is it just another one of those types of, you know, let's let's fix things kinds of games, which again, I enjoy, but is it just another one? But man, this gets so much buzz. I got to play it. I got to see. Good call. Well, Jamie. you can play it without even thinking about the theme because it's not really that prevalent. So Right. <laughs> which again, doesn't help me any. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that's true. That's true. But the mechanisms in this game are yeah. fantastic. This is a great game. Thank you, yeah. Jamie, for teaching me that because that that is definitely a highlight for me on the year too. Colin Edgar, you've already mentioned, said that Lost Runes of Arnak was uh, one of one of his highlights from the year that didn't release this year. But what you didn't mention is that Expeditions was his favorite release, which was a um, that was my top five. I think that was my number four, number five game, something like that. I really enjoy this one, too. We got the Metal Edition. I also got the Metal Edition on this one. Phenomenal game. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I want to play more of Expeditions. Patrick Foster says best 2023 release was either Great Western Trail New Zealand or Freelancers. Said you already liked the Great Western Trail, but felt like there wasn't enough emphasis on the deck building. And so this got him juiced about that one again. And then Freelancers just created so many memorable laughs around the table for us. Now, Freelancers, that is the Crossroads game, correct? The new correct. one from Flat Hat. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I think the only one of those that I've ever played was Dead of Winter, but I hear, you know, good things about the the pirate one and this one. Every time you mention Dead of Winter, Jamie Epstein gets a tear run down his, uh, down <laughs> his cheek. He gets very sad that we're not playing that game with him. But Jamie, let's go, bro. Let's do this. I'm ready. <laughs> Y'all come on up to Lafayette. It'll be great because we are in the dead of winter, so it'll be even more fitting. Um, <laughs> one more thing Patrick says is the best new game to them was easily raw. The Reiner Knizia Classic Raw. Same for me. This was one of my best new games to me. I loved the new uh, edition that was put up. Was it 25th Century that did the crazy deluxe edition? That, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Raw, good call, Patrick. Which, by the way, if you didn't get that and you really wanted it, they've got a restock coming in. 
I think in March. I think that's right. I remember reading that somewhere. I'm not looking at that right now, but look into that because that that production is through the roof, and I'm so glad I have the cop my copy of that game. And even just a retail version of that without every tile being wooden is still amazing because that's the one I have. Yep, yeah, yeah, but it's not as good. <laughs> <laughs> No, it is. It is pretty fantastic. All right. Eric W says um, the top five games of 2023 out of the 13 he's played. So Undaunted Battle of Britain. Uh, I need to get back to playing those games. I really love that system. It's so good. Daybreak, which is Darren hates. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Horseless Carriage. Um, yep. Okay. Expeditions and Ticket to Ride Legacy which is one that I I am going to get played at some point. I need to get this game to the table. I don't own it, but I need to own it and then get it to the table. And then Eric discovered No Thanks in 2023 and said that was an excellent game and a great game for dinner host. I agree with that. I played this game years ago and did not love it. I mean, same. really, really didn't love it. But then rediscovered it this past year, right? At Jonathan's. Yeah, Don- Jonathan did a game night. And we had to kill some time and played like two or three games. And I loved it. I thought it was so much fun. And I have planned on introducing it to family. I'll bring it to some family functions this summer. But yeah, good call, Eric. That's a good game. Yeah, No Thanks was one that I really could not stand when I first played it. But that was very early on uh, with me knowing that there's different kinds of board games. So it would be interesting to play it again now. Uh, over on the Gill, Jennifer Davis says best 2023 game has to be Earth and maybe Sky Team as a close second. Two games that have gotten lots of love from around the board gaming industry this year. And best new game to them was Arc Nova. And um, finally got it played after having it over a year. Yes, it took me almost a year to get my copy played too. But yeah, I love. Love me some Arc Nova, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the other ones. Other other games are good as well. BJ from Board Game Gumbo, favorite of 2023 Rats of Wistar, which we have not seen published in the U.S. yet. Am I wrong about that? I don't know if it's... I know most of the people that had it for pre-ordered online stuff isn't getting it until maybe next week or at the okay. earliest. Okay. This is one I'm, I'm interested in. I like the look of this one. And, and then honorable mention, Unmatched Tales to Amaze and Last Light, which are both games that made our list to some capacity. Unmatched wasn't on my list, but it was top 15 for me. And then favorite new game to him was Aqua Garden. And honorable mention, Amalfi. I gotta mm. be honest, I don't know much about either one of those. I've heard him talk about them, but I don't I don't know much. I need to get those to to, to I need to look into those. Yep. I've heard about Amalfi. I need to uh yep, I don't know a whole lot about it though, but I've never the name. And of course, Unmatched makes every list, and I cannot wait to play Rats of Wistar. That's one I've got. I gotta get played, gotta get played. Joe K over on the guild says, Can't just list one for 2023. That good of a year, huh? Dude, he, he gave us he gave us a, a top 20 for 2023. You want to hear it? Here it goes. Number one, Nova Roma, World Wonders, Distilled, Mori. Magic Trick, Rebel Princess, Forest Shuffle, Ostia, Roman a Day, Zuvatis, White Castle, Point City, Carvey, Shake That City, Bacon, Trolls, and Princesses, Darwin's Journey, Pies, Earth, Sky Team. Whew. That's good stuff. Pies? That was a pretty good year. Pies? Pies. I've not played it, but it sounds delicious. Mmm. Um, just he, eating he did, pies. I don't know if that was an actual I, game, Joe. Uh, forget the game. Let's just eat the pie. The, he did give us the most disappointing of 2023, Bloodstones. Can't speak to that. Don't know that one. Is that the Martin Wallace game? Ooh. Uh, may, uh, that's what I had in my mind when you said that. Maybe. Yes, okay. I think that's right. I think that's right. That one awesome. is one that sounded really cool to me. Yeah, I know, I know that one's gotten a lot of mixed reviews from some. But the best new to him game was Marrakesh. And you really like Marrakesh. You you felled heads are all the same. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. As my uh, my new to me games, I'll talk about that. I'll just list those later on. That'll be about it. Steve yep. O'Rourke. Did not play at first. Said did not play any 2023 games, and then listed favorite games of the year, and then two of those included 2023 releases. So, thank you, BJ, for calling him out on that one in the, in the Discord. <laughs> but that was Forest Shuffle and Perfect Words, which I've not played that one, or I've not played either one of those actually. And Forest Shuffles on BGA, I need to try that one out too. Too many games, uh, but top games that released. 
um, that did not release this past year, but played for the first time, Orleans, which is a surprise that Steve uh, has never played Orleans. Kowali, which released, I think, in 2022. That's one I've been wanting to check out. They actually sell that at, at Barnes & Noble. It's a abstract mix of Connect Four and Mancala, is how he describes it. Modern Art, which is one that I was able to teach Steve this summer mm. and, and ran neck and neck with Ra, which I totally agree with that. Both those games were new to me and big hits. Acropolis and let's see, uh, Garden Bow, which, yeah, that was a good one too. Garden Bow was a, was a pretty fun game. Not not a top one for me, but but still fun. Yeah, wow. And just listen to, to Steve's list there and thinking back to, to Joe's list there on BGG, so many great games there that I really enjoy or or want to play. Whew, good times. I'm getting the itching to, to just turn this thing off and go play a game. Uh, okay. Lastly, though, <laughs> lastly on the guild, Sydney S says those published in 2023, and most of these are BGA plays for them, but a toss-up between Four Shuffle. See, Dean, get on that. Four Shuffle, Far Away, and The Veil of Eternity. I'm sorry. The Veil of Eternity. Almost said Eternia. I said He-Man on my mind or something. <laughs> um, all these card games. You know, again, I love me a good love me a good card game. Four Shuffle keeps coming up, and I keep wanting to play that. I keep thinking about that game. But the favorite new to Sydney game um, <laughs> is a dead simple Reiner Jim Wildlife Safari, all that good above the table goodness. I've not played that one, but if you've got Kenitsi above the table goodness, I'm there. I can't picture that one, but there's a lot of other <laughs> Kenitsi. Well, I mean, he's done 700, so I mean, come on. <laughs> all right. And then finally, I've got on the Discord, Nate says three games published in 2023 and didn't like any of them. So we'll, that's oh. how Nate feels about this past year. Brutal. But, Nate, you can just turn the the, the podcast off then. <laughs> well, maybe you're just not playing the right ones. That's why there we're here. Go. There you go. And then in 2023, new to him games, Project L, which is one that looks cool. I think that's a, a polyomino game, I believe. Arc Nova was a close second. So that is uh, that is Nate from the Discord. Very good. Well, thank you, Meeple Town, for sharing your games new to you and those from this year. That was uh, fantastic. Man, I just love the fact that we get to play all these games. But not all the games that we played either, Darren, were released this past year. And so real fast, were there any that really stuck out to you that that you love from this past year that you played for the first time? Yeah, Rob was one that I already mentioned. Uh, thanks to you, I got to play that one and then bought it. Uh, two others that jumped at me. Uh, I finally got to play Welcome Two for once. I know that's sort of an older game, but I finally got to play that one. And I didn't. I'm, I'm not really big into the rolling rights and flipping rights, but something about that one just really hit me, and so that's got me on a on a good flipping right kick. You'll hear more about one of those potentially later, but maybe the biggest one was Betrayal Legacy. Finally got that one to the table with some of our students. We played that through for several months, and that was really a joy to do that one. I'm especially glad that I have it because that one's hard to find right now and very expensive if you do. But yeah, those are mine. What about you? Yeah, I kind of kicking myself for not picking that one up. I wish I would have. Um, I've got several. I'm just going to name these real fast and then maybe list a favorite. But these are all really, any of these could be a favorite of the year. Revive which Jamie mentioned earlier, Raw and Modern Art, which I got to play with Steve, who mentioned that earlier, Marrakesh, which somebody mentioned earlier, Joe maybe, and then Dwellings of Eldervale was a uh, kind of the the last, I think, game that I picked for for Johnny Meepletown and I to play before he jumped ship. I think out of those, <laughs> mm, Gosh. Oh, I didn't say Glory to Rome, did I? Glory to Rome was in there too with uh, Jonathan taught me that. I thought you were saving it for dramatic effect. No, I'd, I honestly, any of those, <laughs> any of those would be great. I love all of those games. I mean, like really, really love potential top games for me. Every one of those. Maybe Dwellings of Eldervale might be the the one that stuck out the most. Yeah, Is that but, because but, of the sound effects? <laughs> <laughs> Mine does have the sound effect. I, I do have that version of it. So, of course yeah, that's do. probably right. None of these other games. I don't have a single <laughs> other game that makes sound effects. So, yeah, I'll, for sure, Elderville is the one that, that sticks out. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love also, it. it sticks out because it's a giant box and it's hard <laughs> to find a shelf to put it on. 
All right, going back to the games that we played in 2023. And now this is where Darren and I are going to really dig into our our awards, okay? Going back to what we played that released in 2023. We gave our top 10 last week, so we don't need to do that again. But what are some, were there some honorable mentions for you that you want to share before we jump into these other categories? Yeah, you know, there were, so, again, so many good games. And we, we tried to set some parameters for our top 10 list. Um, of trying to keep certain games out because they've, you know, been done before or whatever. Um, you know, some of those that, that I feel like, you know, could have made the list would have been things like, um, the, any of the unmatched sets, the Marvel sets that came out, uh, the Marvel United Spider-Geddon, uh, Bonanza, Dahlia's, Santa's Workshop, second edition. I know you've included that one. I did not, but those are games that, that, that could have made it. Um, but it's, some of the games that, that didn't fit in that category that could have made it would have been things like uh, Jerusalem, uh, Anno Domini. You know, we talked about that one, did a full review of that and really enjoyed that game. Flip Town, this Western roll and right, I'm sorry, Flip and Right has really got me. Um, I think Welcome To sort of started this, but being able to play Flip Town was just a whole lot of fun. Uh, Jekyll and Hyde versus Scotland Yard. There's that trick-taking game, you know, that's coming around. This was the sequel to the other trick-taking game, Jekyll uh, Jekyll vs. Hyde. So th- those games from Mondu games are, are great. And then, of course, you know, you introduced me to Scarface 1920. I really want to play that one some more. Uh, that was so much, so much fun and so, so thematic. And then abstract games like th- things like Donuts. Donuts is one that this tic tac toe kind of connect for silly Bruno Cathala game that has got me very excited. I just want to kind of keep going back to that and back to that. And there were two games that if I could have gotten played uh, outside of like a solo mode or just messing around with, I feel like they could have made the list. And that would have been um, Hollywood 1947, a facade game, uh, one of those you know, kind of in the book. And it's a social deduction about uh, communism in the movie industries in the 1940s. And a GNC, the Carl Chediot game, card game. Again, we mentioned innovation earlier. A GNC is a new one of that. It's gotten a lot of mixed reviews. Most of those not necessarily good, but just kind of tinkering around with it. I think it's going to be really fiddly but it could also be really fun. I don't, but, but that's me. What, what about you? Yeah, I'll go through mine pretty quick too. Junk drawer is one that, that stood out to me, uh, which we've not talked about. I, I've talked about it on the podcast before, but this is a 25th century game, uh, really quick polyomino game that it's not anything groundbreaking. It's just one that my wife and I keep going back to. We really like this one, I guess, because it is so quick and, and, and fun. Good times. Star Wars deck building game you've mentioned. Fox Experiment, you mentioned that. Pioneer Rails is one that we didn't mention, which is another, next to Fox Experiment, another roll and write game that I did a Kickstarter preview for this one, and it's really good. It's it's a lot of fun. If you like roll and writes, I, I highly recommend checking this one out. It's got a couple maps that you can play on there. Masters of the Universe, which probably would have made my list had I played it more, so I need to get this one to the table more. Sky Team, and then Going kind of a the higher up on the list, I guess, would be Three Ring Circus, which was just outside Unmatched Adventures, Art Society, which I will have that game in my possession at some point because that is a great game and I think probably will move up on my list. I just need to play it more. And Nova Roma and Thunder Road Vendetta, which are ones that you've talked about as well. But we've, we've got categories, Darren. Okay. Oh, oh, wait, one of the things we didn't mention, sorry, games that, that, that we'd like to play. Sorry, I'm, I'm skipping ahead a little bit. Are there games that you are that you missed out on playing that you think, ah, this is this is one that would be right up my alley had I had time to play it? Absolutely. Um, and again, some of these we've already mentioned, things like Rats of Wistar, Undaunted Battle of Britain. Man, I cannot wait to do some dogfighting in the Undaunted universe. But also Pirates of Maracaibo was one. You know, this is a uh, hopefully revised, less problematic uh, Fister game, you know, about Maracaibo. But now, Pirates, uh, how much more fun is that? Dracula vs. Van Helsing, another card game for Mandu Games that I'm looking forward to playing. Uh, has a little more of an area control aspect of that where Dracula is trying to uh, convert villagers to vampires. Van Helsing is trying to kill Dracula. So it's still not quite a trick-taking game, but it's on that same line of Jekyll vs. Hyde games. And then lastly, Come Sail Away was one, you know, the, a bigger box oink game, you know, this with this Moncala uh, mechanism. Really looking forward to to playing that one, hopefully one of these days. What about you? Um, yeah, Come Sail Away, I thought I had listed on my honorable mentions and it wasn't there, but that, that was on my honorable mentions. I really like that one. Drafting, mm-hmm. car drafting in that one. Um, yeah, I, I don't 
maybe there's some, but nothing that just really sticks out. Sticks out. No, no regrets, Darren. I don't have any regrets about this. <laughs> you know, what I'm talking about the the tattoo, I, I the no regrets. Um, no, I don't have any regrets from this past year. I'm missing out. I mean, I played, and I think you probably played more than me, but I played fifty. Uh, what was it? Fifty three, fifty four. 2023 releases i think is right that's about where i was too yeah okay oh, wow that's funny because we're not playing the same games necessarily we're playing separately from each other a lot so mm-hmm. so I, I yes there are but more of my regrets are that i didn't get to play certain games more you know like masters of the universe i mentioned that one several others that i think i would have loved to have played more uh, scarface 1920 even though it made my list i just want to play more of it so so there we go. Categories, though. Let's move into this. Let's let's see what we got for these different categories of gaming for 2023. And then I know you're on the edge of the seat. Then we'll give our game of the year. How about that? Sounds great. Let's do it. All right. So best gaming experience of 2023. Darren, you go. Uh, this is so hard. Uh, so obviously, I already mentioned the Betrayal Legacy time we spent going through all of that. That would make that. But I mentioned it. So let me mention one more. There were so many good ones, but I would say one of the first ones that came to mind was playing Thunder Road Vendetta with uh, Cindy, my wife, and Anna, one of our students. And I'm the big rig, and they're out there. And like within just a few turns, I've destroyed two of both of their cars. And at one point, I knock one of Cindy's cars off into a ravine, and she looks at me and says, I hate your guts. I hope you die. <laughs> and Anna and I just lost it. I know I've told this story before, but it's one of my favorite <laughs> stories. And so just that moment, ex- experiencing that with them and them, them immediately coming after me and destroying my truck. And, uh, and I was the first one to be eliminated. Uh, just moments like that where I've just been, just been so much fun. Uh, times with family and all that and friends and students. That just, but that's one of the funniest ones that stands out. What about you? Oh my goodness. That doesn't sound like building community through board gaming. <laughs> <laughs> through death and destruction. <laughs> I would say for me, it was probably just overall ChuckCon. A lot of good experiences with that. Um, I think if I had to pick a, an experience from that, it would it would be the, the last game that I was able to play before I left was Cthulhu Death May Die, which Steve O'Rourke mm. talked about this recently in the Discord, and I was just thinking about this, but we didn't we didn't win. Uh, didn't even make it to the the great one coming out, but you know that that happens sometimes. But it was just a good good experience, and playing that with uh, Topher was was really nice. Um, Topher was a friend that that passed away uh, within the last couple months, and so it was um, yeah. So it was it's nice to kind of look back on those memories that we shared, and lots of other ones. We played uh, an epic game of challengers, which was a lot of fun, and raw and, and modern art it's it, it was a good good time and i was only there for part of it so it was it was uh it was nice big blessing in my life so i appreciate that that's awesome now best family game darren you've got a couple listed here in the show notes what are you what are you picking man um can i pick both so no what okay well then i'm gonna go with because i've played this one more i'm gonna go with oh no volcano which is uh, you, you can find it at Target right now, maybe other places, but I know you can find it at Target. This is a Buffalo game and uh, just it's it's just playing cards and trying to move your little wooden meeple climbers up this Plinko style volcano and you're playing cards to move up. And that tells you where to drop the lava balls, which are these marbles. You're going to drop them down this Plinko board and it's going to knock off your opponents, hopefully and not you. And you're just trying to get all of your people to the top. It's just silly, fun game. It's kind of a kid's game, but man, we've just enjoyed that as adults. Um, so as a family game, Ono Volcano was a blast. I didn't hear anything you said after Buffalo games, because my <laughs> mind started singing Buffalo games. Won't you come, you come out, out tonight? tonight? Well, come that was going on in my head too, while I was talking. So I'm really not sure if I said anything coherent. <laughs> Uh, my family game is one that I've already mentioned that did not make my top 10, but is again, one that keep, we keep coming back to, and that is junk drawer. It's interesting. 25th century games has a game releasing in a couple weeks called color fields. That Hmm. is, you'll hear me talk about that. That is a fun one too. So 25th century games is putting out some really good stuff as of late. And junk drawer was one of them that may that may have flown under under the radar for some. So I would recommend checking that one out. If you like polyomino, simple polyomino 
games. Yeah, on to that. On to best art, Darren. We both have the same answer for this. And Meeple Town, before we say it, you're like, okay, yeah, I know what that is. Do you think they know? Oh, I'm sure they know. BJ knows. He knows what's up. Tell him what it, <laughs> tell him what it is, Darren. Let's tell them together in the kind of three, two, one Disney Star Wars Unlimited. Con. <laughs> oh my gosh, you Just suck. <laughs> <laughs> Disney Lorcana, you are correct. That yeah. is great. The art on this is so good and consistently good. That's the other part. You know, games like Dominion that does not have consistently good art. And there's lots of games that that doesn't. Mm-hmm. But Lorcana, all of it. I just want to have wallpaper of just Disney Lorcana cards. Would you stop talking so I can go buy some Lorcana cards? The game shop opens here in just a few minutes, and this is into the Inklands release day. So come on now. Okay, let's get there. I've got to go get some too. All right, uh, best components. I put Scarface 1920. The components are great. The the miniatures. You've got these little plastic uh, money tokens that are really cool. That feel really nice. The Storage for this is fantastic. Across the board, this is just a great production, along with the one that you picked. Yeah, and I agree with you. I almost picked Scarface 1920, um, but I had to go with my favorite game of 2023. Spoiler if you didn't listen to the last episode. Thunder Road Vendetta, again, specifically the Maximum Chrome edition. The cars and the choppers, uh, the wash that's on them, they're so much fun that the storage solution for that is well done. I mean, granted, it's no game tray, but this huge, massive box with a vacuum tray and um, just everything about it, the cards, the art, love it so much. Um, so yeah, Thunder Road Vendetta. Yep. That was my number two pick. So we, we could have gone either, either way, way yeah. for both of us. All right. Most thematic game for me was Tales from the Red Dragon Inn. Yeah. This was also kind of a shocker for me. I didn't expect to like this one as much as I did, but this is, um, it's just cool. The story is really fun. The mechanisms, uh, they really just are integrated well with the, uh, with the story and with the, with everything. So I, I like this one quite a bit. It's why it made my top 10, but also my most thematic. Scarface 1920 really could have been on the, my pick too. It, again, either one, either one could have been it. Yeah. For my most thematic, again, I went with the two we just mentioned, Thunder Road Vendetta and Scarface 1920. I mean, it's really hard to choose between those two. Uh, the I guess if anything, maybe Thunder Road Vendetta would be the one that I would lean towards because you've got cards and you're smashing them off the board. Uh, it, it's easy to get lost in in the thematicness of okay, I'm playing cards to you know take a hit on somebody, but the fact that you have to in Scarface take a player or, or, or one of your one of your meeples, one of your thugs, and you have to put them in the underworld to do certain conditions. You have to send them to the authorities to take certain turns and all the different aspects of the way the gameplay happens and works in Scarface 1920 really makes it a thematic experience. But if I had to give it a nod, I'd give it to Thunder Road just because I can knock you into a ravine and destroy you. There we go. One more quick category and then we'll get into our game of the year. But biggest surprise, Darren, what you got? I had no clue. I didn't even want this game when I first heard about it. But the more I looked at it, I thought, ah, it's worth a shot. I can pick it up cheap. And then the more I played it, I thought, wow, this. I just want to keep getting it back to the table. It's a solo game from Friedman Frieza. It's green. It's Freaky Frogs from Out of Space. This is a pinball solo game that is just so much fun to play. Biggest surprise came out of nowhere. Love it to pieces. What about you? Also, was the was the top for the best game name of the year. I would say. No question. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, my biggest surprise was also my my game of the year, which was Legacy of You. Not necessarily surprised that I was going to like it. I thought I might. But gonna, it surprised me enough that it would even be in, the, in contention for game of the year for me. But I've loved it and one that I just keep going back to. Phenomenal game. That is Legacy of You. Let's get on to our game of the year. Now, Darren, I know you want to get out of here, but I got to I gotta go through this real fast, okay? <laughs> go for it. Okay. the We've had games of the year since 2019, I think. I couldn't find 2018, even though that kind of surprises me because we did, we started the podcast in 2018, the end of 2018. It seems like we would have done something at the beginning of 2019, but we didn't. We just left it off. So 2019 was the first year we did this. Game of the year was Glenmore 2. The runners-up were Maracaibo, Tapestry, and Imperial Settlers, Empires of the North. That's a good year, okay? That's a good year. 2020, Game of the Year was Tuantinsuyu. 
which was a great game that I don't own, but I've wanted to play for a long time. Go back to, um, followed up by Praga Kaput Regni and Bonfire were the, were the runners up. 2021, Batoku was the game of the year and Terraforming Mars Expedition and Luna Capital, I believe were the, um, the runners up that year. We actually, I put an asterisk next to this and we actually didn't officially pick one that year but when i looked at our games and kind of figured out through the number system that's what i came up with 2022 was endless winter and runners up were mosaic and foundations of rome so there's some great games in there that means there's a lot of pressure to make sure that we have a great pick for the 2023 meeple town game of the year this is by far the best list of any of those that you've mentioned oh okay okay well then i don't <laughs> feel so bad we should be don't good. feel bad at all this is the best Okay, how did we come up with this, Meebletown? Well, we took our top 15 games, okay? We had to extend this out a little bit. Darren and I only had one overlapping game in our top 10, but when you looked at our top 15, we had five, I think. And so what I did is I took all the games that overlapped and I gave them a number value. So number one was worth 15 points, number 15 was worth one point, and then just added them up to see which ones had the highest score. So I'm going to go through and... do the runners up first we're going to do the top five because since there's five of them that were there so tied at five or four was nova roma and scarface 1920 any any objections there darren Uh, two very good games i I enjoy them both two very different games you know to be right there near the top yeah very true very true nova roma feels like a uh, it's a euroy feldish feeling game it's not a feld game but it feels has some of those feels Scarface 1920 is very Euro-y, but it's also super thematic. So, great pick, Meeple Town. Our number three game, <laughs> Unmatched Adventures Tales to Amaze, which I considered having in my top 10 and then decided against it. This one easily could have made it. I just, uh, it just was just off my list, but was pretty high on your list. Oh, yeah, no question. And I think you're supposed to say it as in... Tales to Amaze. Yes, I did not. I apologize for that, Mapletown. <laughs> our number two was the only game that that was on both of our top ten, but still was a little bit lower on yours, and and not is kind of midway through the pack for mine, I guess. But that is World Wonders, which was a phenomenal, phenomenal game that my wife and I love. We just love polyomino games, I think. But this is a great, great game. Yeah, this one's showing up on a lot of people's lists, and I think this will continue to probably go up for both of us, again, because of that ease of play and, and um, the, the depth there, but can play it with anybody. That's what makes this one so good, I think. That's right. And our number one, our game of the year, the combined Meeple Town game of the year will make Darren very happy. So Darren, I'm going to let you announce this one. Meeple Town 2023 game of the year. Thunder Road Vendetta, a game paved with bad intentions. (laughs) Yeah, man, this was so good. So much fun. Uh, Raucous fun, I like to say. Yeah, yeah, I agree. When you and I played this together, I really enjoyed it. I taught this to my boys. They liked it, but didn't love it, which is why it didn't make it higher up my list. But with the right people, this game is just so much fun. It's it's a game that can take five minutes, as Darren and I have seen. It's a game that can take a little <laughs> bit longer, but it, no matter what, it's just fun. I mean, really just pure fun. You can have all of your cars destroyed and you're just kind of sitting there wondering what in the world happened. And it could have happened all at the same time. You know, just re- really crazy stuff that can happen in this game. And the more craziness you add, the better. And so I'm I'm excited about the Kickstarter for this one coming out. I don't think I'm as excited as, as I was the uh, the other one. I, I, I have some, some uh, questions about the new one. But I, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what this expansion brings to the table. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I don't think it needs a whole lot more. I mean, it's it's great as it is. Again, the base game is fine. You throw in the some of the other expansions with it. The the chop shop, especially, you know, adds so much more variety and replayability. You mentioned some player elimination there. Yes, that's true, but it's not for long because as soon as someone's eliminated, you automatically put out the finish line. And so whatever tile people are on, that becomes the last tile. So you're only there a few more minutes. The table presence is phenomenal and people just walking by always ask. They're curious about what you're doing and can they play? And the answer to that is yes, yes, they can. Because it's a simple game, a simple game to introduce people to. 
Um, man, it just, if you don't like chaos, you may not like it. But if you're open to a little bit of that, and if you love fun, Thunder Road Vendetta is a guaranteed um, winner. If you don't like fun, you're going to hate it. Probably, I think. There's a good chance, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's going to do it at our look back episode of 2023. Lots of cool stuff going on and a lot to look forward to for this year. And a lot to look forward to with, with Meeple Town. And uh, so look forward to hearing about more games that releasing. We're already starting to play some of the 2024 releases that we're going to be talking about in the weeks to come and if you would like to get in touch with us in the meantime you can connect with us through social media you can that's at mepletown games email us because we want your questions at uh let's see mepletownmail at gmail.com and then really the best way to connect with our community is through the guild at um, boardgamegeek.com guild number 3407 or the discord which is where most of the conversation is happening on a daily basis. And until next time, thanks for coming down to Meeple Town. Later. All right, Dean, we're done. I'm out. I got to go battle Arcana. All right. <laughs>